0: another edition of The Tongue with Dr. Mike. We are continuing through our journey here. Thank you for joining me. Uh, We're going to jump right into this because we have a lot to go over and uh, let's jump straight to uh, books of the Bible. Let's go back to, we're staying in the Old Testament. Next time we'll probably go to the New Testament, do a couple books there, but we're jumping back to Exodus. We'll go to Exodus. So the name Exodus itself means departure. And this book of the Bible, it, it describes how God used a man named Moses. Uh, he leads the Hebrew people or the Israelites out of a life of slavery in Egypt, right? Uh, a lot of people know about the um, things that happened in, in Egypt, all the plagues that happened. God led the people through the Red Sea into the Sinai Desert he miraculously provided them with food and water. If you don't know how that happened, read that book. It's pretty awesome. God made a covenant with the people there. He gave the law, of, uh, the law to Moses at Mount Sinai uh, so that people could live as God intended, right? So, great book of the Bible, filled with a lot of information. Um, pretty miraculous, all the things that happened there. Check it out. Uh, you know, as you're charting the Bible, like I said, you you don't have to. Um, a, a lot of these places, I say, you know, read the Bible in one year, and how do you do it? Well, they don't do it cover to cover; they jump around, right? And if you look at charting the Bible, you can break it. You know, there's Old Testament and New Testament, uh, but if you break it down, like the 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 Old Testament's broken into like the Law, the Prophets, the Writings. And then you've got the New Testament come around, it's got the Gospels, um, epistles, and then it, it wraps up with prophecy, right? So, you know, your first five books of the Bible uh, are the law. So that's Genesis, it's Exodus, which we just talked about, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Uh, the next ones are the prophets, and that's uh, Joshua, Judges, Samuel, Kings, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, um, Uh, the writings are you know we've gone over these two psalms proverbs job song of solomon uh it goes on chronicles esther daniel i mean it it goes on and on right so the new testament when we start to get into that uh you're going to start with the gospels and and acts right so you got matthew mark luke john and acts and then you you switch to the general epistles james peter uh john peter and john have two books um john has three books actually and there's jude and as we get to, yeah, uh, you know, we wrap it up with Revelation, but there's Paul's epistles there too, which which are, uh, man, Romans, Corinthians, Galatians, uh, Colossians, Thessalonians, uh, Hebrews, you know. Uh, so so break it up, make make sense. I know if you go to one of those sites that says, you know, read the Bible in one year, it'll it'll break you into one section from probably. Uh, three or four different areas of this um i don't i've said before i don't recommend reading it cover to cover um you can of course um but i don't recommend that so um let's go back to um before we've wrapped up um we've wrapped up the book of daniel pretty much um remember if you missed any of that. The thetonguespeakslife.com go there um, check out some of the previous pods write write your concerns to me uh, you can donate right to the tongue you can donate to cure international cures on there check that organization out that is fantastic um, if we haven't talked about that before I know we have but we'll just go back over it um, it's really awesome so go to The Tongue Speaks Life. We've talked a hundred times on why the tongue, uh, the power of life and death is in the tongue. Um, so before we, and now we, we wrap Daniel up, and before we jump back into where we ended last time was um, dispensational premillennialism, uh, which is a lot to say. Um, but I'm, I'm going to give you a quick historical overview of Jerusalem, Um because this is the center point of a lot of things not just in the prophecy in the old testament but of you know uh things to come current events uh we're gonna start way way back bc 1895 bc um uh, the king of salem blesses abraham um, in 1850 god instructs abraham to take isaac uh, to sacrifice him there and for, remember, as we're, we're coming B.C. and the numbers are coming down as we get to zero, you know, and then A.D. as we switch over. Um, for those of you that don't know that, but uh, 1406, Joshua uh, is there. He becomes the king of Jerusalem. No, that that's not true. Forgive me there. Joshua defeats the uh, king of Jerusalem, right? So the Jebusites uh, retain parts of the city. 1380, Judah conquers and burns um canaanite 1000 bc jerusalem is captured by king david that's super important okay um 966 solomon begins construction of the temple uh that's in the fourth year of of him being king um let's jump all the way to 586 bc where king nebuchadnezzar uh conquers and destroys jerusalem and the temple right uh 539 cyrus the the great of persia he conquers babylon uh he allows the jewish exiles to return to jerusalem so that's very significant um 322 bc alexander the great adds jerusalem to his greek empire Uh, let's go to 167 bc well there's a decree that prohibits the observance of god's law Uh, that's that's given out right and that that ushers us into 63 bc where pompey conquers jerusalem and makes it part of the roman empire so now we're uh, roman empire 37 bc herod the great assumes kingship in jerusalem that's important because of the crucifixion of jesus christ that's 31 a.d we switch from bc to a.d now his resurrection the beginning of the church age starts in 70 AD, the second temple is destroyed by the Romans, right? Another historical um, significant fact. Now let's jump out to, uh, well, let's go to 614 AD, right? So this is 614, Persia conquers Jerusalem. Uh, they slaughter roughly 35,000 people, they destroy all the church buildings. In 638, uh, this is after Muhammad's death. Uh, the muslims take jerusalem right in 691 the dome of the rock is built um which everybody knows where what that is and where that is right in 1244 mongols sack jerusalem uh in 1260 jerusalem's controlled by the uh egyptian dynasty uh in 1516 the ottoman empire uh, takes control of palestine and jerusalem you could tell there's a constant struggle over jerusalem Right. So in 1947, the United Nations partitions um, Jerusalem, the cities divided between Arab and Jewish control. Right. In 1948, this is the the big key significant spot here is uh, Israel becomes an independent nation on May 14th, 1948. Israel successfully defends itself against the attack of the Arab League. Okay. why is that significant? We've talked about that a lot. That ushers in and the the prophecy is um issue issuing in a, and and bringing in the establishment of the last generation right quote unquote last generation so um in 1967 there's a six-day war israel captures all of jerusalem putting it under jewish rule for the first time since the roman destruction in 70 a.d right so we've come full circles lots of controversy over jerusalem there's a there's you know, different religions claim this this land that's holy. Uh, it, it's it's the source and, and the spot, the highlight of a lot of tension around the world. Uh, it's going to play a, a key significant part in what's coming. Um, so that's just a brief overview, just, uh, you know, Jerusalem uh, gives you a little bit of history there. We're going to go back into where we stopped last time. Uh, because I thought it was a lot, right? It was dispensational premillennialism, right? Uh, what that is, that's just a belief the church will be raptured before the tribulation. There's a lot of, um don't want to say argument, but discussion on when the actual rapture is going to take place. Are the Christians here um, to see, Are they? do they go through the tribulation? Uh, do the, Does it happen at the beginning? Does it happen at the end? Um, we know at the end of the tribulation Christ returns with the church to reign you know during the millennium so um, after the millennium Satan's freed and um, he's freed for a little bit and then ultimately cast into the lake of fire right so there's two different views about that Um, the first one is is that the purpose is to bring about conversion in Israel right and the second view is that uh, it's for God to judge other people and nations so Uh, Following the tribulation, there'll be the judgment seat of Christ where believers will be rewarded for their works. Um, Prior to the second advent, uh, the marriage supper of the Lamb takes place in heaven. Christ then brings his bride, the church, to earth for his millennial kingdom. At the end of that millennium, the unsaved dead will be judged at the great white throne judgment where condemnation is carried out in the lake of fire. Premillennialism teaches that all the provisions of the Abrahamic covenant must be fulfilled including the land promise that has not yet been done right so you can read about that with uh george ladd is a huge supporter henry alford uh philip schaff uh bengal ja bengal um they're all supporters uh of, of this train of thought right so the tribute the tribulation is the 70th week that is described in daniel we talked about that throughout now right it's the final seven year period of the original 490 year prophecy that deals with israel's future right so uh, jesus detailed the events of the tribulation in matthew 45 he describes what will happen to the nation israel right the tribulation begins with the signing of the peace treaty with israel and antichrist so antichrist promises to protect israel um, but we're going to see that three and a half years into that treaty, he's going to break it. Right. So the final 42 months will be called the great tribulation lasting uh, a little over 1200 days, right? 1260 days. That's in revelation 11. Uh, it's during that time, um, that you, you hear about, uh, and we're going to get into this, right? Trumpet bowl judgment, stuff like that. God will pour out his wrath on a sinful world, um, which consists, you know, like I said, the bowl judgment, the seal, the, the trumpets, uh, followed by the return of Christ with his church. Um, a final home for believers awaits in new Jerusalem, according to revelation 21, right? Old heaven and earth have been thrown away, uh, and believers enjoy a personal rela- uh, relationship and fellowship with their God. Right. So, uh, you know, when you're looking at Daniel and, and you compare it to Revela- Revelation, right? The book of Revelation completes the prophecy uh, from Daniel. Uh, the beginning of the 70th week does not exactly start the day the rapture occurs, right? Uh, the tribulation will begin with the signing of the covenant. This will begin the final week of Daniel's prophecy. The signer of the treaty is the man or the little horn from Daniel 7. And, and it's, it's, he's referred to as the man of lawlessness and the and the beast um multiple times in revelation right the treaty with the jewish jewish nation will provide uh protection while the temple's being rebuilt so once the the treaty is broken halfway through the first seal judgment will be opened. we're going to get into those right this is represented by a white horse whose rider went forth to conquer this will um i'm going to go over the four the four horses shortly um this is just a brief brief mention then i'll mention it again and then we're going to have an entire series on the four horsemen right so uh white horse so this occurs when when earth is going to be talking about peace uh, security uh introduction you know it couldn't it could include introduction to a cold war war um the second seal judgment was going to totally remove peace from the earth right Uh, a red horse is described which uh symbolize it may symbolize bloodshed uh and and it's quoted there you know there's given unto him a great sword this third seal will bring famine to the world uh this is the black horse with a pair of scales to symbolize rationing i i uh you know what we're going to get into that shortly yeah um and and as i look at to jb who's going to be joining me shortly um we're going to get i'm going to jump to that s- shortly so the fourth seal judgment brings a yellowish green horse whose rider is death right war hunger wild beasts will roam freely and kill uh one fourth of the world's population done fifth seal judgment pertains to martyrs in heaven who were slain for the gospel and they're crying out for revenge right they're giving white robes and, and told to rest just for a season the sixth seal judgment unleashes universal havoc um centered around major events right a great earthquake the sun will become black as sackcloth the moon becomes red as blood there'll be a meteor shower as the stars fall from heaven heaven will be open for a moment where men can see god on the throne Uh, every mountain and island on earth will be moved out of place right so this is going to cause tremendous terror in the hearts of men not just from the devastation on earth but also seeing god sitting on the throne men are going to try to hide from god and hide from the face of god and it says in revelation and they say to the mountains rocks fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sits on the throne from the wrath of the lamb um that represents the beginning uh, of the tribulation judgments um but there's a lot more to come um you know at at this time the tribulation um if you know about the 144,000 who will be sealed uh and we're going to get to that too if you don't know what i'm talking about um revel you know matthew 24 even says christ said this you know you'll hear of wars and rumors of wars for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom and in various places there will be famines and earthquakes then they will deliver you to tribulation and will kill you at this time in history many many are going to be killed for christ's sake right christ is going to be ultimately hated more than ever and believers will be persecuted terribly more than they are now um egypt at this time is going to become a powerful nation to be dealt with and three years after the the tribulation has started right so watch egypt um after this time antichrist and his armies will actually um defeat it That's after the rise of of Egypt. They'll defeat that. Two witnesses for Christ will be uh, constantly uh, attacking Antichrist. There'll be a thorn in his side for three years, right? So he finally will kill these two witnesses. um, And that will be the, the, you know, the killing of that will be the greatest feat of Antichrist up to that point. The two witnesses are going to have power to prevent rain, turn water to blood, bring plagues back upon the earth. Uh, support will gather for antichrist as he shows the world that he can kill these two witnesses that seem to be unstoppable right he will he's gonna display their bodies in the street after they're dead great celebrations will ensue well no one will have to listen to them anymore it's going to be a celebration right and, and after three and a half days god's going to resurrect their bodies in, in, into heaven in front of everybody The 144,000 will be killed to clear opposition and eliminate the church. Antichrist will demand worship of himself and will have to break the covenant with Israel to enforce this. He'll gain support globally, especially after being wounded unto death, uh, and will be healed. This deadly wound, if you read Revelation 13, um, you're going to see that. His deadly wound will be healed according to uh, Revelation 13.3. The world will wonder you know and they'll be amazed how he healed and returned to life and he's gonna start blaspheming God um, Revelation 12 says he's gonna make war with the Saints and be and allow open season for them to be killed uh, at this time Antichrist will have the, the help of the great uh, the false prophet who who is now empowered to duplicate the power of the two witnesses right so the world is going to be ordered to make an image of of Antichrist that's actually going to be breathed to life, uh, supernaturally. So for all the the doubters at that time, once they see this super this image supernaturally brought to life and, and speaking and making commands, um, the final resistance to them thinking that this Antichrist is 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 uh is god will be removed really um commerce is going to be halted uh you're going to see this too you know once everyone talks about the mark of the the beast in 666 and uh commerce is going to be halted and if your loyalty is not committed you don't accept the mark yeah you don't have it on your your forehead or your hand you're not going to be able to buy or sell uh you refuse to take the mark you're going to be instantly destroyed um and this is, you know, you can see a little bit of this, how easily this will be swayed because you, you see all the the anger when people are, are told about this vaccine and, and they're being forced to take it. And you can see the anger on the people that have taken it and, and they don't understand the people that aren't taking it and, and the anger that wells within them about it. Uh, so this is going to be not too far fetched to, you know, take this marker, die. Uh, for support for that um, now it's at this time that God's going to issue his trumpet judgments on the earth so uh, at the opening of the seventh seal there's complete silence uh, for about half an hour the opening of the seventh seal will usher in the trumpet judgments which are referred to as the woes Right. so your first trumpet judgment is hail and fire mixed with blood so a third part of the earth trees, grass, all burnt right the second trumpet is um it's described as a great mountain burning with fire uh thrown into the sea so a third part of the sea becomes blood a third of the sea animals die a third of all the ships are destroyed um the third trumpet is a great star from heaven falls burning into the rivers and a third of all the fresh waters destroyed um fourth trumpet sounds one third of the sun moon and stars are smitten affecting your day night cycle right the first woe uh, or the fifth trumpet is locusts out of the bottomless pit with tails of a scorpion so they're instructed not to touch any green thing grass trees their their only purpose is to attack those who oppose god um but they, they're, they don't kill right they sting and you have torment for five months imagine having a sting that that torments you for five months long um it's described as a torment being so, so terrible and men are going to look for death, but they won't be able to find it. Um, these things have the faces of men, hair as a woman and teeth like lions. The second, woe, or the sixth judgment is uh, this 200 million man army uh, that kills one third of the r- remaining population on earth, um, which at this time will leave one half of the original population left, right? Horses with the heads of lions, uh, that kill with fire, smoke, and brimstone uh, the third woe or the seventh trumpet um, that announces uh, that the end is at hand um, but there's still seven more judgments to come and, and these last seven judgments come in one at a time right so you, your these are called the bull judgments right so your first bull judgment um, brings sores on all of those who worship the beast right? The second bowl turns water uh, to blood and everything in the sea dies. Uh, the third bowl is all the fresh water turns to blood. The fourth is that the sun will gain strength and scourge, uh, it'll scorch men with intense heat. Um, that brings in the fifth fifth bowl judgment darkness over the throne of God of everything right men men will gnaw their tongues and blaspheme god darkness over the throne of the beast so the entire earth darkness right in the sixth bowl judgment the euphrates river dries up which has already been turned to blood to make crossing possible to set up armageddon right on the seventh bowl judgment a cry from heaven will say it is done earth uh, uh, earthquakes lightning great hail um weighing a hundred pounds israel is split by this earthquake all islands and mountains disappear in the midst of the battle of armageddon where the opposing armies of the orient meet to battle antichrist uh jesus christ will return with the armies of heaven and conquer the armies of this earth the beast and the false prophet will be defeated and cast into the lake of fire right god will punish the wickedness of man for the last time and acknowledgement of who christ is will be mandatory and and philippians it says at the name of jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven on things in earth and things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that jesus christ is lord to the glory of god the father right so that might be a lot to uh digest as well so <laughs> um we're gonna back up and, and we'll, we'll we'll go to if that's the first time you've heard any of that uh that's that's uh yeah, that's a lot. So, uh, we're going to take a look at, you know, each section of that, um, and as we do, you're going to have a lot of questions. And like I said, um, uh, feel free to write them in and and we'll address them. Right. So let's, let's jump to the, the, if you heard that statement, the four, the four horsemen of the apocalypse, right? So, um, this is in revelation six. And uh, if you want to turn there, that's good. I'll give you a minute. Um, if not, here we go. Um, simply put, um, the four seals of Re- Revelation six are going to show four horsemen, right? Um, so let's get into who the four horsemen are. So false Christianity and the white horse, and this is Revelation six two. And I and I looked and behold a white horse. He who sat on it had a bow and a crown was given to him and he went out conquering and to conquer in Matthew. um, Take heed that no one deceives you for many will come in my name saying I am the Christ and he will deceive many. So the worldwide trend to uh, arise on the scene after, um, you know, the emergence of many false prophets and, and, and false apostles, um, this would you know over time infiltrate the Church of God, corrupt the true message. This first horseman of Revelation six um, represents a world, uh, a world trend of, of false Christianity, right that will it's going to steadily increase uh, in power, in influence. Uh, this deception will culminate in the rise of power to a one religious leader who opposes and exalts himself above God. And uh, that's in Second Thessalonians, right? So the next rider is the red horse and the scourge of war. Revelation 6, 4. Another horse, fiery red, went out and was granted to the one who sat on it to uh, take peace from the earth and that people should kill one another. And there was given to him a great sword. And again in Matthew 24, you will hear wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, the rider of the red horse takes peace from the earth. Um, war, you know by definition, is the absence of peace um, it's It's the world's greatest scourge, right The history of this world is is a history of conflict uh, and an enormous loss of human life and suffering, right so uh, wars and rumors of wars would continue to build towards the time of the end, exploding. Uh, into this great tribulation right the next rider black horse of famine Uh, this is revelation 6 5 and 6 i looked and behold a black horse and he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand and i heard a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying a quart of wheat and three quarts of barley and do not harm the oil and the wine the immediate result of war um indicates uh you know the decimation of food stores right uh destroying livestock contaminating water supplies rationing um supplies diverted to support your army uh you know take a look at the news where we're destroying livestock by the by the by the millions you know half a million chickens half a million you know and if you if you're paying attention to what's going on now you'll notice that a lot of the food storage um the food stores are are uh, mysteriously burning to the ground uh or planes are crashing into them and destroying the world food supply um pay attention to how how that's going to affect you're already hearing in the news now that just because of you know what's going on in ukraine this is going to disrupt food supply for at least the next three years so pay attention um you know faced with this uh a reality of war um rival countries are, are are gonna they're gonna have to allow mass starvation to go unchecked um you know couple that with upsetting weather conditions drought pestilence overpopulation um you know jesus warned that the world trend of famine would worsen as we are approached you know as as, as christ's return is closer these things are going to start to increase and become greater right just like birthing pains we've talked about before so the pale horse of pestilence if you look at um revelation 6 8 that's where we're at verse 8 i looked and behold a pale horse and the name of him who sat on it was death and hades followed him and power was given to them over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword with hunger with death and by the beasts of the earth and there will be pestilences matthew 24 uh, you know, Jesus revealed that down through history, mankind uh, would experience uh, a lot of pestilence, right? Um, look at AIDS, look at uh, strains of influenza, um, look at drug-resistant diseases that, that, that go through, right? Super bugs, uh, chemical sprays, uh, all threaten world agriculture, right? The Pale Horse of Revelation is a precursor uh, of the horrifying specter of global disease and pestilence spinning out of control um, and, and it's going to destroy a quarter or 25 percent of the population right um, it, it it's clear concerning the 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 vision that john saw and the horsemen of revelation uh, that this is gonna this is gonna begin the 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 sorrows uh, that will expand into the great tribulation prior to Christ's return. So the, there's there's a lot of things to look for, um, as we go through. Um, you, you know, I, I get questions. Well, you know, you go through all this stuff, and how do you know? What are the signs of Christ's return? And and what do, what do I look for? And remember, yeah, you, know, you know, Jesus said, you know, keep your eyes up. You know, look up because your redemption draws nigh. Um, And this stuff, you know, maybe two or three years ago, talking about this stuff would have really made, uh, really make you think that whoever's telling you this is a crackpot or they're way off the rocker. Um, But now you can see the wars, the violence, the lawlessness um, in our lifetime route, right? And uh, drought and famine on its way. Right. Earthquakes and other natural catastrophes on its way. Disease epidemics. Have we seen that? Yeah, we've seen that. Um, the rise of aggression, fundamentalistic power. Yeah, that's 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 on the rise. Right. Um, you're you're going to see an ascended European Union seek global uh, primacy. Um, if you're not aware of the talks going on in Dubai uh, at the same time of the Will, Will Smith slapping, Um, that diverted everyone's attention at the same time the uh, one world power conferences in 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 dubai are taking place Um, if you think that's ironic or 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 accidental you should uh, google that (laughs) Um, powerful religious figure uh, to 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 start a, a religious revival, right? So it won't take long before somebody steps on the scene with all the answers, right? Who's going to promise peace? What if he stepped on the scene now and promised peace over in, in Russia and peace and all the tension in Korea and China and all the nuclear tension going on? What if somebody steps in and, and has the answer to all that, right? Um, a great false religious leader. Um, you know, before all that happens, the you know the gospel of the kingdom of god is preached to all nations right um faith again becomes a a matter of life and death so people are already being tortured for for knowing knowing you or having just a copy uh, of the bible right so and like i said before in my journey you know what's in this book that's so damaging that you know i can i can go to any library, and read any other religion, any other books, any other anything, and nobody's offended as much as if I read the Bible, right? So what's in here that's so damaging? Or I can go to the library, and I can research how to build uh, a weapon of of destruction, like a bomb or whatever, and that's okay. But people overseas, just for meeting in secret, to have prayer groups or to have uh, little Bible studies, are being tortured and put to death you know why is that what's in this book right so eventually a crisis is going to strike jerusalem right we've talked about the the abomination of desolation and what that means right the great tribulation is going to come in the collapse of the english speaking i i think the one world religion is going to come with a one world uh one world language as well um this is going to you have to look at what this is why we spend so much time in daniel and and some of the other books is uh you know god promises to deliver his people right so the the pivotal old testament prophecies are are relevant here right so you look for heavenly signs and and the day of the lord which which rapidly approached approaches right the seven last plagues on earth uh what lies ahead what should you do there's a lot that we're going to go um we're going to continue on this journey in revelation and that, that's for sure and like i said before if, if you've never heard this stuff um it's going to be super confusing to you but hang in there and uh we'll answer as many questions as as you can and, and, and as we can um it's important that you know and it's important that you start to question it's important that you start to wonder what's going on and you know 99 percent of what's in that book has come true already right so we're waiting on that last one percent so if you think it's a, it's a fluke that 99 percent of what was told to happen has happened already um i don't know i don't know what you're waiting for um but as we close out and, and we talked about exodus a little bit um start there go back to exodus read about that um you know here's a verse for uh, for you as you start your journey right first thessalonians it, it says be be joyful always pray continually give thanks in all circumstances for this is god's will for you in christ jesus in the same way the spirit helps us in our in, in our weakness we don't know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit itself intercedes for us in groans that words cannot express. That's in Romans 8. Um, and this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of Him. 1 John chapter 5. Do not be anxious for anything, uh, everything by prayer and petition. With thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus that's in philippians right philippians four so stay the course uh start start to to question let let not your heart be troubled, comfort one another. Let the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy ghost, right? If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it's with your mouth that you confess and are saved. The time is running out now more than ever. Um, like I said before, if you thought hearing about this, well, look at these crazy conspiracy people. Um, It's a little easier to look around and see right in our lifetime and to view what's happening now while we're on the brink of of a nuclear disaster, right? Time is running out. Get your priorities straight. So, Father God, thank you for today. Thank you that your endless love that was poured out upon us while we were still sinners, right? We didn't deserve it. Thank you that you sent your son, Jesus. Uh, Father, I pray that for those that hear these words, Aid them in realizing their inner strength and power they possess and let them overcome any obstacle or stronghold in their life. And as we are not promised tomorrow, let us live every day to the fullest in love and appreciation, strength and encouragement, support and compassion and bless them all uh, to those especially in need. In Christ's name. Amen. Right. So I'm going to welcome JB in. JB, come on in. Let's talk about some things. Thank you, everybody. Okay, I just welcome JB back into the studio. What's up JB? How you doing? Hey, I'm doing all right. How about you? Good man. It's been a while. I'm glad you're back. <laughs> it's been
1: a little while. I'm glad to be here.
0: Yeah, man. Let's lay this down and uh get this out to everybody. Sounds good to me. All right. So, uh if you listen to the l- the last episode of The Tongue, uh we're jumping, we're closing Daniel out and we're moving on to Revelation, right? So, we are um Getting some comments, getting some questions, and I want to, I know JB wants to talk about Daniel still a little bit, so let's uh, shift this over to him and see where you're at and what you want to talk about, and let's do it.
1: All right, so um, just the other day, uh, I I put a post in the group. If if you uh, are one of our listeners that happens to be in the group, End Times and Current Events, I mentioned how, uh, I believe Daniel mentioned... um, Referenced, I should say, the United States and one of the visions. As many of us know, the United States has never actually mentioned uh, by name in in the, the Bible. But um, a lot of things I, I believe are are being revealed to us in these last days. And well, well,
0: let's let's jump back a little. Let's let's paint the picture. Of where we're at in Daniel, okay, so for somebody that's just listening to us and hasn't listened to where we're at so we're we're in the book of Daniel, this is chapter eight, and what's happening? he's talking to the angel or is yeah that
1: this we're is, this is a vision uh, this is a vision that Daniel gets, and uh for those that that don't know or have any backstory of the Bible at all, most of Daniel is futuristic it's all it's all stuff that happens in in the future. So let me just um,
0: go ahead. Read out what you yeah. What you I'm, want to talk I'm about. gonna go
1: read. I'm gonna read this this uh, vision. So uh, please be patient. Go ahead. So uh, Daniel chapter eight. Daniel wrote in the third year of King Belshazzar of Babylonia, I had a second vision, in which I was in Susa, the chief city of Babylonia's Elam province. I was beside the Yulai River when I looked up and saw a ram standing there with two horns on its head. Both of them were long but the second one was longer than the first. The ram went charging toward the west, the north and the south. No other animals were strong enough to oppose him and nothing could save them from his power. So he did as he pleased and became even more powerful. I kept on watching and saw a goat come from the west and charge across the entire earth. Without even touching the ground, between his eyes was a powerful horn, and with tremendous anger the goat started toward the ram that I had seen beside the river. The goat was so fierce that an attack broke both horns of the ram, leaving him powerless. Then the goat stomped on the ram and no one could do anything to help. After this, the goat became even more powerful, but at the peak of his power, his mighty horn was broken, and four other mighty horns took its place, one pointing to the north and one to the, se- to the east, one to the south and one to the west. A little horn came from one of these, and its power reached to the south, the east, and even to the Holy Land, It became so strong that it attacked the stars in the sky, which were Heaven's army. Then it threw some of them down to the earth and stomped on them. It humiliated Heaven's army and dishonored its leader by keeping him from offering the daily sacrifices. In fact, it was so terrible that it even disgraced the temple and wiped out true worship. It also did everything else it wanted to do. Then one of the holy angels asked another, When will the daily sacrifices be offered again? What about this horrible rebellion? When will the temple and heaven's army no longer be trampled in the dust? The other answered, It will be 2,300 evenings and mornings before the temple is dedicated and in use again. So then Gabriel interprets the vision Okay. Daniel wrote I was trying to figure out the meaning of the vision when someone suddenly appeared there beside me and from beside the Uli River a voice like that of a human said Gabriel help him understand the vision Gabriel came over and I fell to the ground in fear then he said you are merely a human but you need to understand that this vision is about the end of time While he was speaking, I fell face down in a deep sleep, but he lifted me to my feet and said, Listen, I will tell you what will happen at the end of time, when God has chosen to show his anger. The two horns of the ram are the kings of Media and Persia. The goat is the king of Greece, and the powerful horn between his eyes is the first of its kings. After this horn is broken, four other kingdoms will appear, but they won't be as strong. When these rulers have become as evil as possible, their power will end, and then a king who is dangerous and cannot be trusted will appear. He will gain strength, but not on his own, and he will cause terrible destruction. He will wipe out powerful leaders and God's people as well. His deceitful lies will make him so successful that he will think he is really great. Suddenly, he will kill many people, and he will even attack God. The supreme ruler but God will crush him this vision about the evenings and mornings is true but these won't but these things won't happen for a long time so don't tell it to others after this I was so worn out and weak that it was several days before I could get out of bed and go about my duties for the king I was disturbed by this vision that made no sense to me
0: well, right, it doesn't make sense at that time. Look right. at how long ago we're talking. Yeah. But now, um, you know, it's funny that it mentions Greece. Now, if you look at Greece, not too long ago, was a bankrupt country. If you, you know, there was a lottery here, and and the lottery was over a billion dollars. And at one point, if you hit that lottery, you could actually purchase Greece and, and own Greece. You know, so <laughs> it's been in, it's been in trouble for a, a long time. Now, this is alluding to. Uh, That shaggy goat is the king of Greece, so uh, Greece is going to become the superpower? Is that what you're you're thinking? Well, um,
1: so I'm going to work backwards here in this uh, vision that was interpreted. Um, Where were we here? Daniel. The goat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, After this horn is broken, four other kings will appear, but they... Okay, so... Further down,
0: mm-hmm. uh, eventually, the, this is pointing towards Antichrist, right? So. Well, here
1: is where so here is where the Antichrist comes in. Okay. This is Daniel chapter eight, okay. verse twenty three. Okay, when these rulers have become as evil as possible, their power will end, and then a king who is dangerous and cannot be trusted will appear. That I believe they're referring to as the Antichrist. So we're working backwards here. So, so that
0: so before, before him we're looking at four the four kingdoms four kingdoms okay, and so so let me let me just shoot ahead here so now you're, the, you're your theory is we're one of those four kingdoms right. is that what you're saying we're okay. current
1: we're currently in the in, in the the midst of the four kingdoms that are currently in power um, when um, I'm having a hard time moving throughout the scripture here. Well, you're moving backwards. So Yes, yeah, so I'm moving so, backwards. So I'm trying to find the part where they talk about...
0: you got to moonwalk it. <laughs> slide it back. Four horns. Okay, so before the four kingdoms, then you're, there's one. One goat, right? One, one large horn. That's the first king of Greece. Yeah, I'm right? trying
1: to find the scripture where it's referring to...
0: Which part? Tell me.
1: The four, the four horns. The four kingdoms.
0: Yeah, verse 22. So the four horns that replace the one that was broken off represent four kingdoms that will emerge from his nation but will not have the same power. Right. See but
1: it? in um, the vision... Okay. The goat has fierce horns leaving. The goat stomped the ram. But the peak of his power... Okay, go, go back right to there. Verse 8 there. Verse 8. Yeah. But at the peak of his power, his mighty horn was broken and four other mighty horns took its place. One pointing to the north, one to the, to the east, one to the south and one to the west. So I believe that the one to the north is Russia. The one to the east is China, and the one to the west is the United States.
0: That leaves the South. who's the south? Um, Antarctica yeah, the, the, the that, league...
1: you know that's what I was wondering. I wasn't sure what the South what, what, the South. See I'd have to look at the globe like that mm, like totally uh, So we know North. Is Russia we know the West is the United States East is China
0: well we're assuming we, we don't well, we're assuming that right but yeah, it, yeah.
1: it makes sense because you know in current times like these are the superpowers that that much we can agree on um, and then uh, so we were on verse 8
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, became so strong um, a little horn this is verse 9 a little horn came from one of these And its power reached to the south, the east, and even to the Holy Land. It became so strong that it attacked the stars in the sky, which were heaven's army. That little horn—that is the rise of the Antichrist.
0: That's what it. That's what it sounds like. Right. Yeah. That's
1: because this was what we're reading from now was was Daniel's vision. Right. And we just previously read uh, Gabriel's interpretation of the vision. Right. So he was explaining that that little horn was basically. Going to once the four kingdoms that are currently in power now have become as evil as possible, which, I mean, it seems to me, you know, with the way things are going in current events that they're they can't get much more evil than they are.
0: I, I think it's going to get a lot more evil. You I, think so? I think, I think if we're if you're suggesting that we're at that point, we're on the four horns right now. Right. And when we don't know the, the shake up. But we're in a we're in a dangerous time right now. Yeah. Uh, This war and and what's going to happen. You don't know who's going to side with who right now and what eventually if Russia and China team up, that becomes a huge superpower. Right. So we don't know who this uh, who the, the southern breakup could be. You know, what I mean? maybe it's South America. Maybe and we maybe already
1: uh, know because it's public knowledge that there is a special relationship between Russia and China.
0: Well, there is. Well, yeah, that's obvious.
1: Yeah, they, they made an agreement. They made it a pact.
0: Well, they also, w- well, we'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the other podcast. We'll get on, on to that <laughs> one. Uh, okay, so let's say that we're part of this for, we don't know the southern one yet, but you can obviously tell that, yes, you could look at the United States as the Western superpower. Um, The East makes sense with China, Asia, right. You know, uh, North North makes sense with Russia. Right. Um, So we don't really know the, this fourth one, but it does paint the picture of, uh, you know, whatever, maybe this is a nuclear fallout. And now this, for that long, for that next horn to rise, you know what I mean? These other four, I mean it says those four never grow as powerful and you know uh the goat become very great at the height of its power the large horns broken off and in its place four prominent horns um one of them came from another horn uh it grew in power uh yada 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 go on um so eventually this one horn and and that I can see what you're saying as far as that one horn ushering in you know is that a global domination is that a what, what are you thinking
1: the one the, like, the anti, like this Antichrist. that would be that would probably be a global movement
0: yeah that's what i'm thinking too
1: so i you know it it's interesting because uh when you when you uh study both daniel and revelation because daniel doesn't cover some of the things that are covered
0: in revelation revelation's super powerful man we're just getting into that on yeah. in the tongue yeah we'll it's, see
1: it's, we'll see with revelation uh, you know, it, it talks about the great prostitute. And I do believe that's where we're currently living right now as well in, in Revelation chapter 17.
0: You might have to brush up our reader, readers on the great prostitute.
1: Well, let me uh, flip through to <laughs> the book of Revelation.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll catch up as he's flipping. Um,
1: we're going to cover... I guess we're going to cover a lot of ground uh, in this episode. Well,
0: we can. I, I You know... It it's interesting to see the the, yeah. I mean a a lot of argument could be for, you know, what period of time this is talking about. We we can make a very strong argument for, we are one of these four uh, horns, right? Right. Okay. And
1: the thing is, is that the interesting part about all this, is so much of this stuff. Because I just recently had this personal revelation while I was reading. Um, okay. this chapter in Revelation. And I think we're gonna get more and more of this from more different people as time goes on because so much I believe is going to be revealed to us as we start as these these events start to unfold. Because just like um, you know, Daniel said in the book of Daniel, like, well this makes no sense to me. And it wouldn't. It wouldn't make sense to somebody at that time right in history. You're right. So this is the book of Revelation, chapter 17, and it's about the prostitute and the beast. Okay. So here we go. One of the seven angels who had emptied the bowls came over and said to me, Come on, I will show you how God will punish the shameless prostitute who sits on many oceans. Every king on earth has slept with her, and her shameless ways are like wine that has made everyone on earth drunk. With the help of the Spirit, the angel took me into a desert where I saw a woman sitting on a red beast. The beast was covered with names that were, in, that were an insult to God, and it had seven heads and ten horns. The woman was dressed in purple and scarlet robes, and she wore jewelry made of gold, precious stones, and pearls. In her hand she held a gold cup filled with the filthy and nasty things she had done. On her forehead, a mysterious name was written, I am the great city of Babylon, the mother of every immoral and filthy thing on earth. I could tell that the woman was drunk on the blood of God's people who had given their lives for Jesus. This surprising sight amazed me, and the angel said, Why are you so amazed? I will explain the mystery about this woman and about the beast she is sitting on with its seven heads, and ten horns. The beast you saw is one that used to be and no longer is. It will come back from the deep pit, but only to be destroyed. Everyone on earth whose names were not written in the book of life before the time of creation will be amazed. They will see this beast that used to be and no longer is, but will be once more. Anyone with wisdom can figure this out. The seven heads that the woman is sitting on stand for seven hills. These heads are also seven kings. Five of the kings are dead. One is ruling now, and the other one has not yet come. But when he does, he will rule for only a little while. You also saw a beast that used to be and no longer is. That beast is one of the seven kings who will return as the eighth king. But only to be destroyed the ten horns you saw are ten more kings who have not yet come into power and they will rule with the beast for only a short time they all think alike and will give their power and authority to the beast these kings will go to war against the lamb but he will defeat them because he is Lord over all lords and king over all kings his followers are chosen and special and faithful. The oceans you saw the prostitutes sitting on are crowds of people from all races and languages. The ten horns and the ten beasts will start hating the shameless woman. They will strip off her clothes and leave her naked. Then they will eat her flesh and throw the rest of her body into a fire. God is the one who made these kings all think alike And decide to give their power to the beast and they will do this until what god has said comes true the woman you saw is the great city that rules over all kings on the earth and that was revelation chapter 17.
0: okay so that brings us to i mean for people that aren't following um uh, there's a lot there. That's a lot yeah. to digest, man. Yeah, um, you it's, know, uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Revelation, the book of Revelation, is a very hard book to digest because it's very heavy with symbolism.
0: Right, and you're talking about like the seven bowls, um, you know, the seven bowls, the seven trumpets, the seven. You know, there, there's a lot to go over there. Um, you, you know, the bowls themselves are are like you know the sea turning to blood and. Um, you know the sun scorching people with fire, darkness, uh, the the Euphrates drying up. Um, there's well, with, a lot to go into.
1: Well, with the with chapter 17, it's mainly referring to the different kingdoms that will will rule at that time. And uh, the interesting thing is, and the reason why I think chapter 17 ties to our present day is what we're seeing now with with a lot of the truth coming out about these different politicians, the corrupt politicians, not just in the United States, but all throughout the world, we're seeing a huge awakening of the people. And the people are turning against um, the great prostitute. The great prostitute, in my opinion, um, in my interpretation of this, is what some people call the deep state or the global elites. And the ocean that in revelation chapter 17 verse 15 it says the oceans you saw the prostitute sitting on are crowds of people from all race races and languages and the 10 the 10 horns and the beasts will start hating the shameless woman the people are turning against the global elites they're turning and the global elites are throughout the world they're in all different countries all different nations, and all different languages, and the people are starting to turn against them. They're finding out all this information that's coming out, and I believe that that is going to be the precursor to
0: what's next. What's to next? the next shakeup? Yeah, yeah. All right, it's an interesting theory. Uh, it's a good um...
1: but the whore the the great. <laughs> the great prostitute <laughs> the, the great prostitute has to be destroyed first yeah. that's seems clear because when you read because chapter 17 is kind of self-contained because mm-hmm. basically it says um towards the end of the chapter 17 that um they the kingdoms of the earth rise against the great prostitute and that happens before the beast comes into power. The last king, I believe, is the beast.
0: So you're saying, uh, from your from your interpretation, uh, all the kickback that you're getting against this crazy movement that's going on, and, and say there's a lot there's a lot of arguments either way because of you know the uh, the war situation and you know the the aligning of of allies and 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 powers to come you know what i'm saying
1: yeah yeah
0: so right, it's a good it's a good thing but let's jump back before we get into that cuz we could spend <laughs> we could spend a lot i know you wanted to finish up daniel so yeah. let's go back we, we did daniel 8 let's do uh, daniel 9 you wanted to talk right. about right yes too. i
1: did want to cover daniel 9
0: but do not worry we will get to revelation uh <laughs> For sure, but that's that's going to be an ongoing uh, discussion, and because of what's going on in the world. But all right, let's reel back. We'll go. We're back. um we're, we're back to the vision. Gabriel has just explained what happened in Daniel eight, and you wanted to talk about Daniel nine. Yes, so Daniel nine. Paint us a picture.
1: And if you haven't, if you if you haven't read the book of Daniel yet, or it's been a long time, I encourage you to do so. Daniel is a very interesting book. Most of the book, I would say 99% of it, if not all of it, is all futuristic, especially when it comes to his visions. But anyways, um, Daniel has another vision in chapter 9, and we're going to talk about that right now. I'm going to actually read from the Scripture, and then we'll discuss. All right, go ahead. So Daniel prays for the people. Daniel chapter 9, starting with verse 1. Daniel wrote, Some years later, Darius the Mede, who was the son of Xerxes had become king of Babylonia and during his first year as king I found out from studying the writings of the prophets that the Lord had said to Jeremiah Jerusalem will lie in ruins for seventy years then to show my sorrow I went without eating and dressed in sackcloth and sat in ashes I confessed my sins and earnestly prayed to the Lord my God our Lord You are a great and fearsome God, and you faithfully keep your agreement with those who love and obey you. But we have sinned terribly by rebelling against you and rejecting your laws and teachings. We have ignored the message your servants the prophets spoke to our kings, our leaders, our ancestors, and everyone else. Everything you do is right, our Lord, but still we suffer public disgrace because we have been unfaithful and have sinned against you. This includes all of us, both far and near, the people of Judah, Jerusalem, and Israel, as well as those you dragged away to foreign lands. And even our kings, our officials, and our ancestors, Lord God, you are merciful and forgiving. Even though we have rebelled against you and rejected your teachings that came to us from your servants the prophets, even in Israel has stubborn, even in everyone in Israel Has stubbornly refused to obey your laws and so those curses written by your servant Moses have fallen upon us you warned us and our leaders that Jerusalem would suffer the worst disaster in human history and you did exactly as you had threatened we have not escaped any of the terrible curses written by Moses and yet we have refused to beg you for mercy and to remind ourselves of how faithful you have always been And when you finally punished us with this horrible disaster, that was also the right thing to do because we deserved it so much. Our Lord God, with your own mighty arm, you rescued us from Egypt and made yourself famous to this very day. But we have sinned terribly. In the past, you treated us with such kindness that we now beg you to stop being so terribly angry with Jerusalem. After all... It is your chosen city built on your holy mountain, even though it has suffered public disgrace because of our sins and those of our ancestors. I am your servant, Lord God, and I beg you to answer my prayers and bring honor to yourself by having pity on your temple that lies in ruins. Please show mercy to your chosen city, not because we deserve it, but because of your great kindness. Forgive us hurry and do something only for not only for your city and your chosen people but to bring honor to yourself i was still confessing my sins and those of all israel to the lord my god and i was praying for the good of his holy mountain when gabriel suddenly came flying in at the time of the evening sacrifice this was the this was the same Gabriel I had seen in my vision and he explained Daniel I am here to help you understand the vision God thinks highly of you and at the very moment you started praying I was sent to give you the answer God has decided that for 70 weeks your people and your holy city must suffer as the price of their sins then evil will disappear and justice will rule forever the visions and words of the prophets will come true and a most holy place will be dedicated you need to realize that from the command to rebuild jerusalem until the coming of the chosen leader it will be seven weeks and another 62 weeks streets will be built in jerusalem and a trench will be dug around the city for protection but these will be difficult times At the end of the 62 weeks, the chosen leader will be killed and left with nothing. A foreign ruler and his army will sweep down like a mighty flood, leaving both the city and the temple in ruins, and war and destruction will continue until the end, just as God decided. For one week, this foreigner will make a firm agreement with many people, and halfway through this week, he will end all sacrifices and offerings." then the horrible thing that causes destruction will be put there and it will stay there until the time god has decided to destroy this one who destroys
0: right so well, let's uh capture that real quick we'll do like a okay so the beginning of daniel chapter 9 we find that you know daniel studying the scriptures he he he's really studying about jeremiah uh and the the prophet jeremiah and what what's been told Daniel's around, uh, he's later in in what we would consider old, which is 80 years old, which is not old for biblical times, but um, it, it's old in our times. But he's been a captive for most of his life. Um, he, he knows the 70 years of the Babylonian captivity is almost at its completion now, right? And uh, he's doing prayer, uh, you know, praying, he's fasting, he's seeking the Lord, confessing the sins for the people, um during daniel's prayer the angel gabriel visits him to give him insight and understanding concerning uh what was told about mostly in daniel chapter 8 that vision right so it's uh it's an explanation that reveals their 70-week time uh prophecy that begins with a decree to restore the the rebuilding of the temple um and and it's it's seen as encouragement for Daniel and for his people, right? So they're getting an explanation. You're now being told about the Messiah coming. Um, you're, you're being told the timeline of uh, how long it's going to be, and you're you're getting now they're starting to be the end of captivity, and they're getting back to okay, the the temple's going to be rebuilt, well, Jerusalem. Go ahead.
1: And the crazy thing is, if if we know if we knew the exact year. That Daniel had this vision mm-hmm. we could actually mathematically figure out when this all is gonna take place because we know um,
0: well we know we know the 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 date of the decree to rebuild the temple
1: well in the in we're in chapter we're in Daniel chapter 9 and at verse 27 it says for one week this foreigner will make a firm agreement with many people and halfway through this week he will end all sacrifices and offerings Um, they're talking about the Antichrist. So, according to this, one week is seven years. Because it says halfway through this week, so so in three and a half years, he will end all sacrifices and offerings, and then the horrible thing that causes destruction will be put there. Uh, We know that um, three and a half years into the Great Tribulation... Antichrist violates the treaty. That's when the great tribulation will will take place. So a week is, at least according to the book of Daniel, is seven years.
0: Well, yeah, and we touched upon this now because now you've got 70 weeks and you've got seven years, you know, now you're at 490 years. Yeah, yeah. And so now we've looked at uh, the decree, and I don't have the exact date in front of me, but I talked about it in a previous pod, um, the decree to rebuild the temple and you do the timeline and it works out until um, you know, 32 AD when Jesus um, like, comes right to Palm Sunday and, and um, then in 70 AD when um, Jerusalem is obliterated again and destroyed. So that timeline brings you to uh, we discussing the sealing up of 69 weeks, right? So that brings us into there's one period of seven seven years left that um we don't know we know the time started and that clock started um we don't know the beginning of that time but we do know the clock started when israel became a nation okay so and we talked about that before right um and that started in 1948 right so we know that that ushers in the last generation it's interesting that you
1: bring that up because that's mentioned too because uh so it says in um, chap- Daniel chapter 9, verse 25, it says, You need to realize th- that, that from the command to rebuild Jerusalem until the coming of the chosen leader, it will be seven weeks and another 62 weeks. Right. Streets, will be re- streets will be built in Jerusalem, and a trench will be dug around the city for protection. But these will be difficult times. I do believe that's talking about when Israel became a nation in 1948, uh, there's never really been peace over there. They had their they had their territory, but they're always fighting. Right. There's there's always some kind of um, skirmish going on between them and the Palestinians and and other uh, that's surrounding. That's a hot site. It's a hot yeah. Site. yeah, yeah. So so that's what I think um, the scripture's referring to there, saying that these will be difficult times.
0: Well, it can be, there, there's some argument to uh, the trench around the city and, and uh, you know, there, now, now that Christ has come and he's been crucified, now now we're leading up to 70 AD when Jerusalem is laid siege, you, you know, to and destroyed. Um, so there, there is argument for uh, it talking about that time as well. So that's something that we can dig into. Um, a little bit, but we're running out of time right now. So, oh. so we'll, uh, maybe the next, the next episode, we'll do okay. that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I
1: didn't, I didn't know i lost track of the time. Yeah,
0: me too. But we talk about this stuff forever. <laughs> um, there's a lot to digest. I mean, there's a, don't get overwhelmed by what we're talking about. Um, we're, we're going to try and break it down step-by-step. Step. The important, the, the important thing is, you know, the prophecy that's been written in Daniel and, Uh now we're 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 jumping to revelation. It's you know, ninety nine percent of the prophecy in this book uh has come true already. And we're we're down to the last one percent of what's to happen. Um so there's a lot of speculation, especially with things going on in the world, what's going on right now, where we are on this timeline, but make no mistake, we are on this timeline and it's moving (laughs) fast. So
1: disturbingly fast
0: disturbingly so with that thank you jb for coming in let's uh thank you for let's having wrap me. this one up and we'll start another one uh we'll we'll get to the next one shortly but there's tons of stuff to talk about so <laughs> uh keep sending your your information in keep sending your questions in tongue check out cure international anything else buddy no you you got it covered all right you guys take care of each other we'll see you next time